0: Hello and welcome to the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. We are your host, Stephen Craig and Parker Dillman. And this is episode 96. So episode 100 is
1: coming up soon. Uh, it'll be a full Q&A session for you, our listeners. Send in your questions via email, Twitter, etc. Podcast
0: at em- uh, Macrofab.com. Yeah, any questions uh, you want to ask us, we will field them on the, uh, on the podcast and just go to town. We've already been getting some and... They're random and it's fun. Yeah, and uh, I've actually have not
1: looked at any of them. Iris is recording all of them for us.
0: I saw I saw one or two, and it was like, okay, well, that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> it met the definition of a question. Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and then we'll have the uh, Star Wars podcast coming up in two
0: weeks. Fourteen. Uh, w- yeah, what's the actual release date? Is it is it fifteen? 15? Fifteenth is the release. Is the release okay? So we'll just record if we have to.
1: We'll just record something early or something and make that work. Yeah. Um, and
0: then next week we have a guest. Ubi dots. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, Ubi dots was the uh the. Um uh, uh, what is a data aggregator I was using for uh, one of the projects, the iSpindle. iSpindle, yeah. Uh, well, they got in contact with us, and they apparently they heard the podcast with the iSpindle, and they were like, hey, can we come on and talk about Ubidots? And we're like, yeah, that sounds so fun. Yeah,
1: so. Be probably pretty good. I think we'll do a pretty good intro to IoT. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be more than just their platform. It's going to be IoT and their platform kind of together. So yeah. it'll be fun.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. So cool. Uh, So this past week, so last week, since you weren't here, you were in Tijuana. That's right. Um, I talked about the Pinhek board. Um, Go figure. Yeah. um, Updates about it. I probably won't be talking more about that until I finish it, though. Okay. Um, Because it's kind of in that state where all I'm doing now is routing. And so it's like, oh, I laid down eight traces on Saturday. Do you want to hear about what eight traces I was (laughs) routing? No. (laughs) Um so, I, I, over the, the long weekend, um, instead of routing the Penthec board, I actually did some welding on the Jeep. Oh, nice. Because, um, you know, I'm doing the electronics for the Jeep, and the big problem with the Jeep is it's a small vehicle, and so it's really hard to fit things into the vehicle. And so I made a platform, basically, in the engine bay that um, all electronics will mount to. You so just weld it right to the firewall? No, no, no. I, I built a... I got some half-inch angle iron. Okay. And built a frame that fits on the fender well and so the fender well is all like you know
0: bumpy and molded to like the tire area right these these hand motions that parker making it's it's perfect yeah absolutely perfect (laughs) i I can just due to the hand motions i can i can see what it looks like see what it looks like (laughs) um it's not smooth or
1: flat so it's really hard to mount anything to it and so i made a um basically I, i measured out what i wanted to build cut it out with my chop saw and Welded a angle iron platform kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then put standoffs and rods down like. A, like a, I take a picture; it's probably worth a million words of me describing something. <laughs> um, and then basically bolted it so it's a nice flat platform. I haven't put the aluminum on it yet, but yeah, so I'll be able to mount the waterproof boxes on it for electronics. Cool. So, that's what I did. I made electrons chooch.
0: Sounds like a good weekend.
1: Yeah, just not in the electronic. You, you made way. you made a lot of <laughs> Yeah, A lot of, them. very angry too. <laughs> yeah. So Stephen, yeah, What have you been working on. Oh yes, the uh, we were talking. We were talking about the um, science museum. I know we were like we'll never talk about the science museum again. And then like you bring something up,
0: and like we got to talk about that. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, uh, the so the science museum. Uh, the grand opening of the floor that we put our projects on was this past Monday. Uh, actually, a, a week ago. Sorry, yep. this, this past Monday. Uh, and uh, so we actually had so we had two projects go up, and one of the projects unfortunately had an issue, uh, and it was not working on the opening day. So, yeah. wah, wah. but uh, how about the other one? Well, the other one worked great. There you go, other, other 50%. One, other one was perfect. Yeah, now it's just got to last for a decade. Yeah. Uh, or a couple more weeks, something yeah. like that. I don't know. Uh, regardless, the first one, <laughs> we, we had to go back and do some diagnostics because we we just get a text and be like, hey, this thing is acting weird and going crazy and getting funky. And we're like, okay, I don't know exactly what these words mean. There's like jittery motion. I don't know. There was a bunch of descriptors that they used uh, for this. So So we go there and we find out that the drill project, which was effectively just a large drill that goes up and down... A real drill? Yeah, it's a real drill with a real, like, big monster drill bit at the bottom. Uh, The whole point of the project was it would go up, like, four feet, and then it would come down And while the drill head is rotating, and it would come down to the bottom and just rotate for about ten seconds, stop rotating, and then repeat the process. That's the whole point of this project. It's not even, like, a press button. It just does that. Uh... So the the thing that kind of sucks about it is w- we were kind of told that the museum was going to install uh, a nice soft like foam down at the bottom where the drill head would come down. It would make contact with this soft foam, and as it turned, you would see the tricone bits Move. spin. Yeah, because uh, that's that's the whole point, and that's really what they're trying to like detail is as a drill bit turns, the tricones spin in place. Uh, And so we designed this project with the thought that it would come down and touch this nice soft material. Well, when we got to actually see what happened, the drill was coming down and contacting a really hard plastic that was molded to have, uh, like, all these grooves and ridges. Basically, it's supposed to look like the bottom of a well. It's supposed to look like earth effectively yeah. uh so what ended up happening is our our drill would come down it would hit this hard plastic and then just try to go to town on this plastic. It actually would try to drill it, it was actually <laughs> trying to drill it and then and we never designed this drill to actually drill uh so so all that happened in this case was uh we we had a coupling that connects the physical drill to the stepper motor that turns it uh, it's one of those couplings uh, it's just a uh, compression coupling yeah. but it has that, that helical cut in it yeah, so yeah it's a spring a a spring, spring uh, union yeah right like that. Yeah. so uh, that 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 coupling completely it didn't shear but it bent. Oh, so uh, think of taking a slinky. Yeah, I was about saying and spinning it. Put it in both hands and turn each hand a different direction. You know how a spring will open up when yep. it does it. That's exactly what we found and, with one of those. Yeah, and and the slinky slinky is never the same ever again. No, no, it, it never yeah. is. Once you've bent the snot out of one of those things, it's you yeah. never go back. So, uh, luckily, it's not a big issue. We, we've just purchased a new coupling. We're going to go slap it in there. Uh, the good thing is. Uh, all of my safety checks in my code they all caught the issue they shut down there was no harm to anything uh, the the museum was was able to identify that there was an issue but the, what, 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 so what we've done in the interim is we've actually just turned off the functionality of the dr- drill going up and down, and we jacked up the uh, the drill such that it's not making contact with the hard plastic anymore, and we just have it spinning continuously. So you still get to see it spin, uh, and it's it at least has some motion, uh, and it's still spinning on that bad coupling right now. <laughs> But uh, but it's it's really yeah it's not a big issue and and we discussed it with the science museum they're like hey we realize that these kinds of things happen so they're not upset it's, it's are, are they gonna put okay foam thing. in the bottom yes yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're gonna put something softer uh, so so at the end of the day we actually ended up making a really shitty drill yeah <laughs> where it, it's it's a really professionally made drill bit but it couldn't even drill through hard plastic yeah uh, but that was never its intent yeah. so. Uh, you you should just put dirt in it. You know we we, we discussed that. Why not just put a little bit of sand in there? Yeah. But but the thing is, the the museum is is pretty adamant about they want to see those cones move. Yeah. And and if you just put dirt in it, it might just move the dirt around. Dirt around. Yeah. So uh, but but I think like you know like a uh, like a soft like a acoustic foam. Yeah. Something like that. And and the intent was always that they would replace that once every couple months or once a year or something like that. It's just a little small like six inch disc. Mm-hmm. Or, or more like ten to twelve inch disc. So it's it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, yeah. It's, it's kind of it's annoying. It's funny. It's funny how a little bit of plastic can completely take down an entire project. <laughs> the, the thing that's like I said, you know, my safety measures tripped in my code, which I, I'm I like. I like the fact that like it tested the safety measures and they work. Yeah, you spent probably more
1: time putting in safety measures and designing safety measures in your hardware oh my gosh and
0: actually designing the stuff that i was actually discussing that with the with the, the partner of mine um, i i guarantee you i spent equally half as much time thinking about is this thing gonna blow up is this thing gonna just rip itself apart is this thing with like every little thing that i tell that that project to do if it goes somewhere i have to ask Is it doing it properly? Did it complete that action? You know, every single thing has an initial check and a final check to see, are you ready to do this? Did you actually do it? That kind of stuff. You know, just... You can, and I think that's sort of the difference between like writing home game code and writing something maybe a little bit more professional, where like, yes, I could have just told it to do all the actions, but my system's dumb without safety yeah. checks. It doesn't know if it actually did anything, and and there's there's some pretty powerful motors on there. I mean, I the small stepper motor was enough to completely bend a coupling. Yeah. So it's nice to have some safety check. Yeah.
1: In it could be like um, that movie Final Destination. And you like walk by Stephen's yeah. project in the science museum, and like the drill like pops out and just like bores into your head or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or like you fall down and the drill's coming down towards your head. Oh. oh, it's like but but like I could slow it down a lot and make it like a really bad James Bond. Yeah, I was um, about to say it's like a James machine, Bond villain yeah. machine. Yeah, <laughs> it just comes down and mashes
1: your oh, head. Oh, it could be something <laughs> like the same could be like. Bond would be like, what, you expect me to die? He goes, no, I expect you to get bored.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey! <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that... Yeah, we're going to the POW. The POW, pick, pick of the had, week. We
1: haven't had a POW for a while. Um, but this one popped up. I can't remember where this popped up at. Twitter? Maybe. Anyways, this is... um. How to reduce your Arduino Uno power usage by ninety five percent, and so I picked this. And like I'm gonna read down the list, and you're gonna be like, duh, 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 duh. But this is actually a really good list for people who are just starting doing their own hardware and figuring out. Because like a lot of times when you do an Arduino Uno project, and I say you're making a a a, a, um, not a project but like a product, Mm -hmm. then a lot of people will you know get a project box and stick their Arduino in there, and that's like. Rev 1 of their product. Yep. And the Rev 2 is making an integrated board where they basically just copy the Arduino schematic into their board design and then do it that way. And so
0: this is like... But you really th- haven't changed anything. But
1: you haven't really changed anything. Th- this is like stuff that you can do to improve that basic Arduino schematic. And it's stuff like replace the linear regulator with a DC d- to DC converter. That's actually where a lot of the power savings in this comes through. It's like 50 percent 50 to 60 percent right if if you input 12 volts into your arduino you're burning a lot of juice 12 volts to 5 volts at 7 volts times whatever amperage which is um like 50 milliamps so yeah 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 Yeah. so seven times 0.05 whatever that is wattage burned just away just basically heat. more than 50 uh, about 60% of your power is just burned away as heat yep through that regulator um, the other one is which I thought was kind of lame but but he had it in there anyways which is cut the trace of the always-on LED the power LED yeah, that's a good one I mean it's a good one
0: um, on those eye spindles I removed the uh, the LEDs from the boards yeah just so that they're not it has a power LED on it and that would Drain them so much faster.
1: Well, I wonder if the yeast would grow faster.
0: <laughs> a little, a little bit of like nice blue light. Yeah, that's It's, nice it's mood light. like mood light. For yeah, them. mood light. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that would make them go faster. <laughs> yeah. That could be a or whatever the hell it's called thing. Oh, the uh, the the experiments. Yeah, experiment is a blue LEDs Do versus blue LEDs no LEDs make them go faster. Yeah, you know, the, it actually wouldn't surprise me if there was some kind of weird element where. Uh, yeast prefer one light and not another, but or no light.
1: Yeah, it's that's like, true. It's
0: like mold. Or
1: is it, I think I bet, bet you, yeah, I'll bet you it doesn't know light. like light. It's, so... Yeah. Um, and then the other one is to, or the third one is to, um, convert the FT. Actually, on the Uno, it's the um, eighteen mega, eighteen, 18 mega 16 16U. Yeah, U. Yeah, you you whatever, which is the USB converter. Yep. And to make that USB powered and not powered off the regulator. Okay. Basically make it bus powered instead of device powered. Oh, so it only fires up when you plug in USB? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, which is... Uh, that's a really good one, I think. Yeah. Um, most of the devices I design are that way, too. I bus power my my USB device, or USB bridge chip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one is like, come on, but it's uh, used processor sleep mode. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So this gets you from 53
0: milliamps to... 2.5 milliamps. Wow. Which is pretty pretty good. Um, Tw- uh, 25 times the saving, or 20 times the saving? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, no, 95%. Yeah. Well, Not yet, 95%. Well, saving. I mean, in terms of current as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and the DC-DC converter he used was the Traco TSRN-1, which is a um,
0: kind of like an all-in-one module. <coughs> Like a, like one of those like daughter PCB things.
1: Yeah, it's but it's potted in a. It looks like oh, it's in a package. Brick? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you, um, you you it has through hole and you solder in that way. It's not um, cheap though. Yeah, it's six bucks in singles. Um, so you won't find these on like the two dollar Arduino that you buy on AliExpress. Um, but. I think you can probably actually get a switcher that would work for this designed out on like the TI webbench. You can probably get down to a buck or less.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, especially because it's it's low current and it's a really common voltage. Yep. Uh you you probably find. And the uh the 328P can run it. <clears throat> excuse me, 3.3, right? Yes. So you could always even go Yeah. Yeah, deeper the, into yeah deeper <laughs> <and sleep. laughs> more inception yeah. the um,
1: macro window <laughs> that we designed um, does 5 or 3.3 3. that's right yeah okay, it's just a jumper you switch around yeah i don't know, what would happen if you try to switch that during its
0: runtime probably not good things i i bet you it doesn't like it no probably won't like it if, if I, you know i bet i, I don't know but I, I bet you it would it would still respond i i don't think you would destroy it but it'd probably go funky yeah. Uh, you know, it'd probably flip some bit here or there. And I do bet something. you
1: would mess up the phase lock loop, that's
0: probably what you would mess up. That makes sense, yeah, yeah, because there's something about like it senses the voltage and then it spins up the oscillator and things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you should try that, yeah, we should. That'd I'll try fun.
1: that. We'll probably release the smoke <laughs> <laughs> on that one, okay? So, on to the RFO. Mm-hmm. So, this is this is. Probably on par, of course, with the MacFab Engineering Podcast, but it's the Internet of Toilet Paper Holder. <laughs> um, this is actually a real thing, but the inf- it, ha- it has an info commercial. The info commercial is it fake. Yeah. So it's not a real product, but you can actually build one of these things, and it works. Um, it's a... Toilet paper holder, you know, just the rod that you put your toilet paper on that has a accelerometer in it, and so it knows how many times it rotates, so you can roughly guess how much you use toilet paper, and then it can report. Or this is what it does: it revolutionizes the entire toilet paper supply management life cycle for your bathroom. <laughs>
0: Does it link directly with Amazon and place orders when you're low? Yeah,
1: actually it does. No, <laughs> yes. that's amazing. And so when what the app does, I don't know if the app's real, but what the, and in the infomercial, what the app does is when it senses you're low on toilet paper, the app pops up and says what kind of toilet paper you want to buy. <laughs> that's great. While you're on the toilet. while you're And on then the drawing, yeah. Amazon
0: one-hour delivers to your place. Can you... Uh, but but can you put like a uh, what is it like a like a TP threshold or something like that? Like if I've got three rolls left, then hit me up. Or if I oh, got yeah. one roll left, hit me up. I think it only detects what's on your current oh, spindle. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, it also tracks usage statistics, so it knows how much you're using. It manages wiping data.
0: Oh gosh, and you can share it on social media. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like these need to be installed at macro. <laughs> that was an eight paper wipe. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> well, that's great. So, so that was actually that's a, there's an instructables about that. Yes, right? so you know, can actually build this. You thing. can actually build this, yeah. and 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 the article was found on Hackaday. Yeah, so, I thought that was it was great. I found it earlier today, the the article, and immediately I didn't even read the article. <laughs> I immediately just sent it right to Parker because I was like, this is this is met material right yeah, here. Yeah, I know it was perfect. gold. Um, <laughs> yeah and the, I
1: actually looked at the instructables it's actually really well put together you actually get the um, there's actually a toilet paper holder that it's like one of those talk one of those things you get in the 90's talkbacks where you can like talk into it and then it would just keep playing that same voice over and over and over again
0: okay yeah uh, like a one of those things
1: no, uh, no, it's like a tape recorder, <laughs> yeah. but it was um,
0: Yakback. back. Yak, oh yak back. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. yak back. That's old school. Yeah, that's
1: a that's a mid nineties yeah, yeah, uh, yeah kid yeah. thing. Uh, so you would talk into it and go like you know you smell,
0: and then you click it and it goes you smell. But you, you could smell. modify the voice on a, on some of the models. also. On some
1: of them, I, yeah. I I wasn't that fancy. Oh,
0: you weren't that cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I just had the regular model. Did you turn oh. it into a toilet paper tube? No, no, no.
1: <laughs> so it does the same thing. This is what it does the same thing where you talk into it. And then when it, the toilet paper senses movement, it responds. It's a joke toilet paper holder. Okay. In quotes. Joke. Okay. Um, but he used that as the shell because it's a hollow plastic shell. Oh, uh, he gutted it. Gutted it. And so it already housed electronics so he can just put his his uh, accelerometer in there. Oh,
0: well, that's creative.
1: Yeah. It's pretty cool. So the next topic, even, like, even crazier. Oh, yeah. This yes. is kooky. Yeah, this actually was last week, but um, it actually came out after we recorded last week's episode, but there's an update to it, so we'll cover that. This is, man is about to launch himself in his homemade rocket to prove the Earth is flat.
0: Well, he's about to launch himself, and he said he's going to take pictures. Yes, take pictures. And so this is Mike Hughes, and he's a self-taught rocket builder. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a limo driver. Let me see. Let me, let me look at these notes. Okay, you don't have this. Not only is he a limo uh, driver, he holds the record for like the biggest limousine jump. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He holds a Guinness uh, record, I read the other day, for jumping a, a limousine. So, you know, you know what's really interesting about this is I didn't know that because he's like
1: a, a modern Evil Evil, And so, this is the thing, his rocket is steam powered. Evil Knievel actually flew in a. Steam powered rocket as well.
0: Wait, he's hoping to do this on a steam powered rocket? Yeah, it's a
1: steam powered rocket.
0: What does it just like pressurize uh, it yeah. and then explode? Yeah, out the butt. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I he almost want to see it just to no, see No, he like, actually oh has a video
1: where he, uh, a couple years back, that he actually launched himself and went a short distance. I think he went like a couple of football fields. And didn't die? No, he, he was injured pretty badly, but he lived. He's doing it again though. Okay, so so what exactly is he doing here? So what he wants so this is the thing. He's a flat he it, i'm putting this in quotes too, a flat earther. Okay. And so this is the thing, is he was looking for so I'm gonna put the backstory on that. He was looking for funds. He's an amateur rocket guy. Okay? He was looking for funds to get his rocket built. And like he did like an Indiegogo and all that stuff, and no one gave him any money. And then he said he was a flat earther and wanted to use his rockets to take pictures of the curvature of the earth and see if it existed. And then he got money thrown at him. Really? Yeah. And so, <coughs> and when you actually have to read the interview, he's like, I started it for a couple of months. Flat earth sounds pretty legit. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> like, that's pretty bullshit. <laughs> so, I don't think he's a true flat earther. Oh, but he's, he's using flat
0: earth money. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So I wouldn't think that there would be a lot of flat Earth money. Apparently, there's enough to build there's a steam to steam-powered build, rocket. Uh, yeah. Um, but he's
1: going to launch 1,800 feet up in the air, which is pretty high. Uh, I don't know what the record for a steam-powered rocket Wait, is. Wait, 1,800 feet? It's not high enough to see the curvature of the Earth, by the way. I was
0: about to say, I went skydiving, and we were way higher than that. Yeah. Like, it' are still pretty straight. I, I if, if I remember right. <sighs> or you weren't even paying attention. Well, no, I mean, I I... I I was trying more like we 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 were skydiving outside of Houston and and I was trying to f- see the ocean ah and, and you can totally see it yeah when you're uh, we jumped from uh, ten thousand five hundred okay uh, something Two like miles that. up uh, yeah something Excuse like that me. I I don't, I don't remember exactly what the height was it was high I remember that regardless uh, you can't even see the curvature of the Earth until you're much higher than that yeah, correct. so it it yeah of course it looks flat yeah um so. He had to cancel his launch
1: because because you, you, this is actually the thing. He's, he wanted a rocket launch. His, his thing was a rocket launch that has no bear, the U.S. government can't do anything about, which is why he's doing steam-powered, because you don't need to buy gobs of fuel. It's just water, and you just heat the hell out of it up. Oh, my gosh. Um, so the U.S. Bureau of Land Management told him he can't launch on his land.
0: Or the land that where he was doing it, so he has to move locations. Oh, okay, yeah, um, and then I mean, does this guy think he's gonna survive? Like, what? I've seen a picture of this rocket. I don't see the method through which he gets back to Earth. <laughs> Parachute. Oh, he's
1: gonna yeah, pop yeah. out. Yeah, you should watch the video where he actually launched himself. Like, I think it was like eight hundred feet or
0: something like that. Oh, okay, so he parachuted out.
1: Yeah, but my favorite comment was he, he's he's got uh, twenty thousand dollars from flat earthers so okay. far. Okay, yeah. Um, it has a fancy coat of rust paint with research flat earth painted on the side of it. <laughs> Only the best. <laughs> Only the best. Um, oh, and one thing, I actually started doing a little bit of research on, like, what flat earthers believe. Because there's different sectors. It's really weird. Oh, they're not,
0: they're not all, like, coalesced no, into no, one no. thought? No, n- of course not. That'd be be conspiracy. I mean, it's again. not the whole, like, we're floating through space on the back of a turtle, right? There are some that are similar to that. Oh, Okay. Okay. Um, but they don't call it an atmosphere. Oh. It's Flat. Legitly, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called. Sorry. <laughs> I I I have, I'm feeling a little under the weather now, and that is causing me some <laughs> distress. <It's> atmosflat. <laughs> at, at
1: okay. And then, um, and so, some of them believe that that around the... Sp- Whatever shape Earth is, it's a ring of ice, right? Okay. Because that, of course, keeps the ocean water in. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no one knows what's beyond
0: that. Well, it, naturally. <laughs> that's actually what the article said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, so that, that's that. So he canceled it. I don't know when he's going to launch again. So we might have to bring it up when he actually launches it
0: and see if he lives or not. You know, the the thing that I'm most curious about, actually, with this whole thing, like, screw the whole flat earth thing. What I want to know is, like, every time I've done experiments with, like, pressurized water, it, it doesn't, like, slowly ramp up. Uh, oh, yeah. It, like, explodes. Like, the yes. G-forces this guy will, will be subjected to when that rocket first starts to move will just liquefy the man, you yeah. know? So the best thing about it is... There's a. I was I watching a couple of the videos on
1: YouTube, and he has one where he's testing the rocket engine for the first time, and he pulls the cord, and the cord broke, <laughs> and so he goes up really up close to the stick and like pokes at the valve until it releases all of the energy.
0: Ooh,
1: yeah, it makes pretty I budget mean, engineering. Yeah, um, I I want to do I want to do some math on how much energy it would take. How much energy does it take to get up high enough to see the curvature
0: of the Earth? Because he doesn't need to get in orbit. That, that's that's going to... I would think that would be kind of hard to calculate because you'd have to quantify, like, at how much curvature would you need to accept that it is curved? That's true. Because, uh, you know, it's... Because gonna, okay,
1: that's another thing is is because a lot of people have launched rockets up, like flat earthers, with cameras on it. And people don't... People people, legitly think GoPros have an algorithm so that when it sees the edge of the earth, it makes it curved. Well, and it masks whatever
0: ice is at the edge, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, it, there's no appeasing
0: these people. No, 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 yeah. no, no. It's so, not even really worth it. <laughs> no, no.
1: So I think this guy's just doing it just to build his rockets and so more power to him. But, man, it is. That was a deep rabbit hole one night. <laughs> and a lot of rum and coke.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm looking at right now, uh, so I went to the Wikipedia page for rocket, because I'm wondering if, because this thing and it works entirely upon water, can it even be classified as a rocket? Uh, so it's, uh, a rocket is a vehicle that obtains thrust from a rocket engine. Rocket engine's exhaust is formed entirely from propellant carried within the rocket before use. So, is water technically a propellant? Uh, so, Well, it r- depends on if you classify
1: pressure. I would say as long as it's squirting energy out one direction.
0: Well, okay, so if you follow the Wikipedia trail yeah. down the line to rocket propellant, uh, it says it's either a high oxygen-containing fuel or a mixture of fuel plus oxidant whose combustion takes place in a definite and controlled manner. So I guess it's not. It's not because it's not combusting. So what is it then? It's a pressure vehicle.
1: Pressure vehicle.
0: I, I don't know. I'm, I, it's not that I'm trying to like pin this guy into something. I'm like, yeah. does that count as a rocket? I, I don't know. I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I don't know. Wikipedia is probably not necessarily an authority on these things. Yeah. But. I like the first one. base. It's
1: <laughs> A rocket is a vehicle that moves by... Its main main way of moving is throwing energy or mass it won't be energy. It'd be yeah, mass rocket engines direction. work
0: by action and reaction and push rockets forward simply by expelling their exhaust in the opposite direction at high speed and can therefore work in the vacuum of space. So that would be, that definition would be this. That would, yeah, that would work in this
1: case. Yeah. Um, I want to know how much energy would require, I guess that it's kind of one of those chicken and egg things because it's like... How much energy is required to get to space? And you're like, okay, we need that much water, but the, that much water weighs this much, and so you need that plus your payload, which is the guy. And so, how much energy is required to get that up? But you're losing it as you go up. Rocket science is hard.
0: It, it's it's a lot of calculus. That sounds like a differential yeah. equation right there. Yeah. A really nasty one. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. There's got to be like a rocket calculator with like
1: fuel payload. Yeah. It's and called like, NASA. And then you can probably figure out, like, your energy density of the steam and just do a pure, you know, energy calculation on it. And, and then you have
0: to probably factor in some kind of, like, loss. Yeah. Thermal loss. You, you remember uh, – well, actually, maybe you didn't – I don't know. I don't know how, how it worked at UT. You Probably because you took all the – basically the same classes. But there was, there was a type of – question or a uh, problem in calculus where it was like you have a bucket and water is coming out the bottom of the bucket at this rate Yep. and then you have water coming into the top of the bucket at this rate but it has a concentration of salt in the water and then it would it, you'd have to it'd be like at time t is equal to 10 minutes what is the concentration of salt water in the bucket so you got some water coming out no. salt water coming in and then it eventually mixes up there they sucked i hated those yeah
1: like what if the spigot was like right over the hole so most of it actually just went straight out <laughs> that might be a little too complex that's for, what i would ask for a team. one hour examination Yeah, one hour exam <laughs> yeah. that's like that probably take you 30 minutes to answer just all by itself yeah by hand yeah i hated those questions yeah those those suck they 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 really suck yeah So I guess we'll wrap up the engineering podcast. Yep. So that, yeah, that was the MacFab.
0: That was loud. (laughs) As y'all don't
1: know, we record in the warehouse.
0: Yeah. And sometimes (laughs) the warehouse has got a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. So
1: that was the MacFab engineering podcast. We were your hosts, Parker Dillman. And Stephen Craig. See you later,
0: guys. Take it easy.
1: Thank you. Yes, you are a listener for downloading our show. If you have a cool idea project or topic that you want Steven and I to discuss tweet us at macrofab or at longhorn engineer or at macro engineer or email us at podcast at macrofab.com. Also check out our Slack channel. If you're not subscribed to the podcast yet, click that subscribe button. That way you get the latest map episode right when it releases and please review us on iTunes. I think only four people have reviewed us. If it helps, this
0: helps the show stay visible and helps new listeners find us.